You're the queen of them all That's what makes it easy for When you call me with your charm Yo, 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 here we go again Two old guys on the back porch I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T, striking a pose. Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. We also can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Um, this week, we're going to shout out two cities that are not small cities, but they're cities nonetheless. One is there in Manhattan in New York City. Um, I could bore you with tons of information on New York City, or you know. But one thing I did find out, there was a drunk pilot that stole a plane and landed it right in front of his favorite, favorite bar there on the streets of New York City. Thirsty. Little, little prop plane. It happened back in 1956 when the traffic was sparse. Our other town we're going to give you, oh, his name is Tommy Fitz, by the way. He was having fits and tears. He was having fits. And, oh, and he did it again a couple of years later, just it for fun. The just first for, time. Just for shits, shits and giggles. I like it. <laughs> Our other city is Oklahoma City, there in Oklahoma. Oklahoma Yee-haw. City is the eighth largest metropolitan in our city in our nation, known uh, as the horse show capital of the world. A lot of horse shows. A lot of horse shows. Giving y'all a big round of cheers. Okay, alcohol is never in short supply here on the back porch, and we make sure of that. There's nothing wrong with a little liquid therapy. Last week, we introduced the Kentucky Mule, and I like it. So I'm having me another in the little copper pot cat bought. Pretty good drink, Kentucky Mule Cat. What you got? I have a lovely uh, peppermint martini right here in the Christmas season, holiday season. Give you a little peppermint flavor. It's all Christmassy. Sounds sweet like you, baby. Thanks, doll. All right, today we're going to ask the question, do we really need all of these award shows? They, they just keep coming once a year. And when you get up there in age, like two old guys on the back porch here, a year goes by like snapping your fingers. And one telltale sign that these things need to go away is nobody's watching them, okay? Hell, one of the country music award shows is on some kind of pay-per-view thing. I don't know what was on Netflix or Hulu or it was on Amazon. It was on Amazon. Whatever. I mean, that's where that one's gone. You know, the MTV award shows... That's on their own channel, right? They Well, MTV's got like five channels, so they can pop that on whenever they want. The Golden Globes, which I believe honors TV shows. And movies. And movies. Now, this one got yanked off of NBC, the Golden Globes, because... They have an 87-member panel. They're called the Hollywood Foreign Press. Correct. Not one of them was black. No. Now, magic. Now, now let's look back. Foreign press. That has to be from another country. 
So you that aren't made employing it even worse. They aren't employing any black right journalists there in Europe. Well, supposedly now there's like a hundred and twenty some on the plant panel, and there are some black on the thing. But let's get back to the story. So we got the Golden Globes, which that's the one I think I liked because they like it's kind of loose. They're, right, their actors and actresses are hanging out. Everybody's got a drink in their hand. Yeah, they're at the dinner table. Right. It, it looks. It looks. That one seemed kind of cool. But now we find out the Hollywood Foreign Press it was a little dodgy. Yeah. Also discovered that this is a so-called nonprofit organization, but some of its members were getting paid two million dollars, close to it, right. each year, wherever that came from. And supposedly, the Hollywood Foreign Press can be bribed. Imagine that, right? I mean, if you send them some expensive trinkets or some publicity swag, magically your name is added to the nominations list. All this was exposed. So NBC told them to beat it until they cleaned their shit up. Well, it was only like a year. And I think, and now they've signed back on with NBC, but it, but it's only a year deal because NBC is, is giving them a chance to clean it up. Like I said, I actually didn't mind the Golden Globes because, you know, there's a chance. It, it wasn't one of those stuffy award shows. It's a little loose, a little wine, champagne flowing. Everybody's having a good time, laughing. Plus, there's a chance you got someone accepting an award after they've had maybe too many drinks and get up there and say something wrong. Now, the opposite of accepting is having to hand these things out. <laughs> what do they call presenters? Presenting. Okay, presenting. Now, suppose your agent gets a call or you get a call and you're being invited to an award show. Right. And you find out it's not because you've been nominated for the award is they want you to get up there and present the award. Now, well, they, I, I, I'm going to say no to that. No, but sometimes with the Oscar, they'll do it, but it'll be because you won the award last year. You're going to present it or a similar no one the next that. year. That's cool. They, they will usually correlate that for, the, for okay. the bigger awards. But one thing I've noticed as I've gotten older is these actors and actresses through the years, they will basically whore themselves out just to get back in front of that camera. Oh, pretty they much. They don't do yeah. anything. It's, it's pretty sad really, but you know, the award shows, they have these C and D level celebs come out there. It tells some little joke. That's not funny. And, and then try to read the teleprompter announcing the nominees and then opening the envelope and reading the winner's name and hope they don't screw it up. I mean, there was a big hullabaloo with Jimmy Kimmel last time at the um, Emmy Awards. He did this whole bit where he was just so upset that he had lost the award, he was passed out. So when the lady who wow. won the, the comedy award went up to get... He was still laying there like a big sack just of potatoes. Step over him. I mean, it was kind of disrespectful to do wow. that yeah. and it was you know come on dude wow and i know a bit's a bit but those taking it too far really well how would you like to be a presenter 
on one of the uh, country music awards shows. Oh, my gosh. Boy, that's a shot below the belt, isn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. honey, we don't want you to sing from your new album. No, 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 no. No, we, we, don't, we don't want you to sing with Reba. And then, and then you have to get No, a, no, you just give out that award and tell a cute joke. You have to get up there and hand a prize over to uh, Thomas Rhett or <laughs> one of the Lukes or a Florida Georgia line. I mean, how, how low can it get? It, you know, here's the And here's, here's, my, here's my confusion is there are so many country awards. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, I think it's I two confu- of them, but it seems but it like It seems 10, like more. Because <laughs> it keeps coming. Because it's in the country. Channels also give out awards. Well, they just had one, and it was actually on Channel 8 on prime time on like a Wednesday. Right. And I believe the, the ratings were up. Um, it, it, I'm not going to dog it. I'm going to dog some of it. All right, Loretta Lynn just passed away not too long ago. So the first thing they did was they dragged Reba's carcass back up there. And and she I, was supposed to be on vocal rest because she had canceled look, stuff. Look, I love Reba McIntyre. Everybody does. She's a nice lady. I don't know her personally. But this this orange helmet that she's wearing on her head now, I don't know what that thing is, if it's her hair, if it's a wig, but it's got to stop. She's up there. Miranda's up there. I forgot who the other one was. And they did. Was it Cole, caring? Maybe. And they did Cole Miner's Donor. It, it was fine. Whatever. But Thomas Rhett did a song with Katy Perry. That was just. It, it was brutal. I um, mean, what do what do you? What was do you that f- lady I like? Ashley McBride. Right. Is that her name? She's good. She can sing. She's good. But we we had to put her up there with Pillbox, Patty, and two other ladies. Just. Can can Miss McBride get up on stage one time and do one song by herself? I don't understand. We got to drag a whole train up there every time she sings. Well, I guess it's the thing I performed. I I didn't just I just didn't present. I performed also. I don't know. I, one thing I noticed, and it's probably not just the Country Music Awards, but a lot of them, you don't see any of the big people in these genres of music at these award shows unless they're getting something right you know where was kenny chesney's punk ass at i didn't see him there there was a whole list of dudes who sell out stadiums all the time they weren't even at the freaking thing i don't know you know these award shows you know they, they just won't stop okay again the, the Academy of Country Music should just step back and, and think about what they're doing. Uh, over the past 10 years or more, they've been awarding mediocrity. Okay, there's not even any recorded music out here. Yeah, imagine you're a presenter on one of the country music shows, okay? You, you got to go up there and hand Thomas Rhett or one of the Lukes, or Florida Georgia Line, you got to hand one of those dudes a prize. Uh, come on, man. Here's the scary thing. The Florida Georgia Line dudes are now doing solo projects. Uh, I'm not lying. I mean, they were bad enough together, and now they're doing solo pro- projects. Just please stop. I mean, you're not Simon and Garfunkel. Just don't do it. So, okay, you're standing up there. And you have to hand the trophy to one of these losers, right? It's brutal. The Academy of Country Music should just stop 
and just step back and think about what they're doing. Over the past 10 years or more, they're awarding mediocrity is what they're doing. Year after year goes by, there's no country music being recorded that's even worth getting an award. You know, other than Chris Stapleton, Miranda, there's a short list. Um, Carly Pierce, I like her. And it's not about what I like and what you know, what you like and, and, and whatever. I'm just throwing it all out there in the whole big spectrum of country music. It's nobody should get anything. <laughs> okay, let's, let's take a break. Let's 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 take a break from it. Now there are some great stories about some real country artists sticking it to the CMAs, the Country Music Association. Now many podcasts back. We told the story of Charlie Rich striking a match to a piece of cardboard that had John Denver as the winner on the, okay. But if you go in the way, way back machine, Waylon Jennings, he told him to stick it. They asked him to come out there and perform, but only do like a verse or two of his song. And you know what uh, Waylon Jennings did? Zero. He said, check this out. Not only will I not come to do two verses, I don't even think he went to the show. Now, here's another one. That was in 2000 when Waylon, Waylon told him to stick it. And I know they have time restraints. You know, they're trying to get everybody on the show. But Waylon was like, I'm not doing it. Now, I, that, Waylon was not 2000. This story I'm about to tell was 2000. I didn't know it. George Jones. Okay, in 2000, he was, he was old, okay? And he had this song come out called Choices. And it was a hit. Everybody liked it. So he was asked to perform the, the song, but he was asked to only do a verse or two. Cut it short and peace out. Well, George Jones told him to stick it. And he did not attend the award show. But Alan Jackson... Very respected man in country music. He had a hit that year in 2000 with Papa Top. Papa Top, again, great song. Got fiddle on it. It's a country song. He performed the song on the show, but he only did like two verses of Papa Top. And then he went into Choices in honor of George Jones. The place went freaking ballistic. I don't remember it, whatever. I just saw the story. Stand in ovation. And here's the kicker. After Alan Jackson finished, he took his guitar and just grabbed it by the neck and peaced out. And now he was supposed to go back and sit in his seat and watch the rest of the award show. He walked off the stage straight to the parking lot, got into Denali, and drove, <laughs> and drove off the property. I love it. I love it. That's how you do it when you stick it to the man. I mean, Alan Jackson, could not, he could not believe... The Academy of Country Music had the balls to ask George Jones, the greatest country singer of all time, hands down, no discussion, to get up there and play half of his song. I mean, I don't know. Nashville and everything to do with it is just, it's a freaking joke. Now, on the other side of the world, we have the MTV Awards. So, hey. Let the kids have their fun. Usually the live performances, when you say cat, are fairly interesting. The, yeah, the, there's a lot. There's some CGI thrown in. And they put some effort in the right. 
There's a lot of production. Yes. Now, there's a whole pile of strange moments that's happened on the MTV Video Music Awards. I'll call it that. I think they might have two separate awards now. Maybe one for music or one for movies and videos. One's for movies, one's for music. All right, 2007. Everybody knows this one. Kanye West jumps up there. The beginning of his delusion. And yanks the mic out of Swifty's hands. Took (laughs) Took the hammer away from Taylor Swift and told everybody. See, I thought it was a setup. I thought it was just. Because I remember seeing it. I was like. There's Beyonce just with her hands over over her face like OMG. I will, even though everybody knows I cannot stand the the existence of Taylor Swift and that made up music industry, made up artist. And I don't even call her an artist. Can't sing, can't dance, and cannot play a guitar. And God knows don't date her because he's going (laughs) to let her have a song about you. (laughs) So, So, you know. Kanye get a, gets up here and tells everybody, Beyonce, remember he was pointing at Beyonce? Right. She had a good video. She had the best video. <laughs> and Swifty didn't take it like a man. Like, she didn't take it. But anyway, hell, that's uh, shit. That's the best thing Kanye's done in a long time. <laughs> really, he's had some trouble. How about the Madonna-Britney Spears kiss? Oh, God. That was but See, disgusting. people forget she kissed Britney, and then she turned around and she kissed Christina on the other side. Yeah. People just completely. Oh, there was one kiss, and then there was another. Christina's just like, oh, I was just on the other side. I don't know. Hopefully, not receiving uh, anything. Hopefully, they all had their shots because those three girls <laughs> been around a black. Anyway, <laughs> here, here, here's a good one. I don't know if people saw it. Nicki Minaj. It was this one wasn't that long. It's like 2015. She right. came out on stage and put a tongue lashing on Miley Cyrus. It's on YouTube, YouTube, and it's a good one. Nikki versus Molly. It's pretty good. She came out there and was like, something about, what's good, Molly? What's good? But see, <laughs> that is, that. I mean, Nikki loves a beef. She starts a beef with Cardi. She's, I mean, the only right. thing person I don't think she ever started a beef with is Beyonce. Yeah. Everybody else, there's a beef involved, and you know, and it's usually some made-up BS. Yeah, and and Molly again, I will give it to these celebrities when they get jumped by somebody on stage without knowing what's going on. They usually handle it very well. Molly took it. She was like, Chris you know, Rock took it too. Oh yeah, well he took it <laughs> right to the chops. Now, this one's bad. It was 2007. Britney Spears, she was was trying to get her shit together, right? And she came out there on stage, and it was... It was bad, right? I do remember it. It I don't think the conservancy had gone into effect yet. She was just... It was bad. I don't know what was worse. The singing or the dancing or the lip syncing or what, but it was... uh, It was horrible. Now, here's one... Again, in the way, way, way back machine. It was 1997. This lady's name is Fiona Apple. Now, if you don't know who she is... Back in the day. Don't worry about it. Not many people do know who Fiona Look Apple she is. she is now. I don't, she's still making music. So she, she gets up there on the MTV Awards show to receive the little Moon Man trophy. And she was young. Okay, I'll cut her that at the time. She got up there and dropped a... This world is bullshit. <laughs> okay. 
that was her speech. It was. It was. It, talk about everybody catching. loves to listen to a whining teenager as they receive an award. It was awesome, you know, and to take up for because somebody has to. And she was like, I think she was like nineteen, you know, and I don't think she thought she was going to win, so she had no speech prepared. And what she was kind of saying was, you know, just because I'm up here and I can play music and I won something, don't follow me. Don't do right. what I do just because I wear these clothes and I live. Do your own thing. That was kind of the this world is bullshit speech. But when those <laughs> four words came out of her mouth, everybody's jaw dropped. <laughs> now, speaking of acceptance speeches there's been a pile of those things that have gone full tilt and for some reason it usually happens at the oscars i don't know why just you know get up there and, and thank your manager your publicist your wife your daughter your husband whatever thank the writers and directors your wife because but they get up there now and it's they want to talk about saving something or whatever's going on over in another country help them and uh, you know their cause right. let's just put it that way don't can we not do that i, I just I, I don't just leave your politics and your personal shit out of it just get up there, thank the right people, cry if you want to, but what is it? I love the guy, Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. He's done some weird-ass shit. Um, Matthew McConaughey, I don't know if he's ever got political, but all right, all right, all right. I love that dude. He, he went up there, and some of them get long-winded, right? Right. So then they drop that background music on them. <laughs> that's when you know it's time to get your trophy and get off the stage i know i loved jennifer coolidge this year at the emmys when they were trying to pit, play her off she just started dancing because <laughs> the music was coming <laughs> i don't know instead of wasting a bunch of money on people who already have a bunch of money why don't we have award shows for policemen, firemen, nurses, teachers, people who spend their day taking care of the elderly, taking care of people who have nothing, people who take care of the mentally challenged, taking care of people inflicted with horrible diseases, why don't we have award shows for those people? That's what I want. I'll turn on and watch that one all night long. All right, Kat. I think we're going to do one tough son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. All right. This week it is Pablo Picasso. Pablo. Kind of rhymes, don't it? It does. Pablo Picasso, born in 1881 in 
Malaga, Spain? Mm-hmm. Nailed it. His dad was an artist. So, of course, at an early age, his parents could tell there was something special about Pablo. The first word uttered, according to his mom, was piz. piz right. Which means pencil. Give me something to write with. Right. I got this shit. Give me some pencil. Age of seven. Received a formal art, artistic training from his father. Drawing and oil painting. Right. Pablo... He, he went to art school in Madrid, but he didn't really hang around there long. You know, he wanted to go do his own thing. I think he knew, right, you know, I, I got this. Look up some of Picasso's work. It's, it's really mind-blowing. I'm not an art guy. I, I don't, probably don't know good art from bad art, but I just give it the staring test. Well, That's the had, only thing I can do. If I as stare, with many artists, he had different stages, like his blue phase, his right. cubic phase, his sur- maybe surreal phase. Right. Like I said, if if it makes me stare at it for a while, trying to figure out what's going on, that's my test. But Picasso, you know, this guy's mind was always going. He was, he was a, a very fast painter. He was, you know. Yeah. He got to work. I mean, he was not only a painter. This dude had many skills. Printmaker, sculptor. He designed theater backdrops, right. I think. He could pretty much do whatever he wanted, really, set his mind to. I don't know who's cashing in on Pablo Picasso's work these days, but check it. Check this out. 2004, one of his paintings, paintings sold for 104 mil. Whoa. In 2006, another one sold for $95 million. I would tell you the names of these paintings, but I can't pronounce them. <laughs> you took Spanish, didn't you? A little bit. <laughs> I got a C. In 2010... C, senor. In 2010, one of Pablo Picasso's originals now, $106 mil. I mean, that's life-changing money right. there. And. We'll add a little side note to Pablo's life. He was a ladies' man. Uh, And what I mean by ladies' man, there were several, several ladies. Married twice, had four kids with three different women, and a long list of mistresses. And that makes Pablo Picasso one tough Tough son son of of a bitch. Okay, we're doing what you're watching again. And this time we were watching The White Lotus. The first season was done in Hawaii and has won several awards there at the Emmy Awards for the script, the direction, Jennifer Coolidge, Mike White, who created it. And when they did it, it was like the perfect COVID set because they were at a resort that they used to film. There they couldn't have any guests at the resort because of COVID. So they pretty much had to run the place, and they did an excellent job. This new season that we've been watching, season two, is there in Sicily, Italy, on the island of Sicily. And so far, it's pretty good. Usually, the story is about rich people who go on vacation. And then as the week goes, the week goes along, the vacationers' lives kind of unravel as they try and relax. Anyway, we've been enjoying it. It's an interesting place to watch and look and see how crazy rich people try and relax. 
It's a little wacky. I've watched it with the wifey a little bit. It's. I'm going to say it's grown on me a little bit. The first, first, second, or first or second episode, I was like, yeah, because I know so many of the actors on there, and that's another problem when you get old. You <laughs> see all these actors and actresses that you remember on these other shows, and then they pile them all up on this show, and you're like, eh. so you spend half the half of the time going. What was he in? What yeah. was he, you're asking me? Where is Theo James from before? It's okay. It's getting better. Who is that Aubrey Plaza girl? I mean, if you got HBO, check out the White Lotus. It's 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 getting there. It's getting there. All right, we're gonna roll right into cocktail of the week. Ooh, another one I like. Let's keep doing the ones with bourbon. The dark, the dark, the, the dark winter, liquor. winter whiskey sour. I like it. The whiskey sour. To me, it's a summer cocktail, but what hey, makes let's... you think that's a summer cocktail? Just because the whiskey sour, the whiskey sour, not the winter one, just okay. a regular whiskey sour. It's, okay, it's, I just remember big picture, pictures of it made by my parents in the summertime. Right. So let's do a winter version. The, the only tricky part. Did we ever do the whiskey sour before? Yeah. Okay. Is have sailors took large amounts yeah. of lemons and limes and oranges on their voyage and then put it with alcohol. This one, the only thing I think is tricky is you're supposed to rim the glass with honey. Well, we didn't do that today. Oh, we're going to taste it. We're going to taste oh, it. Oh, wifey. All right, Kat. We're going to do another tasting today just for you guys and gals. Yeah, not everybody's got honey around the house anyway. All right, the winter whiskey sour is a very easy one. This one's a shaker. In your shaker, filled with ice, shot of bourbon, half shot of lemon juice, Half shot of orange juice, quarter shot, simple syrup. It's pretty easy. Bourbon, lemon juice, orange juice, simple syrup. Shake the shit out of it. Definitely it, getting your vitamin C there. Pour it into your highball glass, and bam. You got the winter whiskey sour. Let's give it a go. It looks pretty cool. It does. Kitty cat then sliced up an orange up in this thing. That's good. Ooh. That's good. Don't forget, it's got to be bullet bourbon too. Mm. That's a good one. I could you know, almost I'm not shoot a dark, that thing. Dark drinking girl, but this is pretty good. It is good. All right, thank you, Cat. All right, today we were bumpered in with my new obsession. He's the, obsessed. The cactus blossoms. I don't know how I miss these guys. They've been around since 2011 from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota. How's, is it cold in Minnesota right now? Today we were bumpered in with Queen of Them All. I, I've only listened to that song, I don't know, about 800 times the past couple of weeks. I mean, you've got to be kidding. Okay. I mean, these guys get no respect in, uh, anywhere. They play, it's something, the Turf Inn or the Turf Club or something in, in Minneapolis like every other weekend. I would be in there if I lived there. Okay, here's an interesting Description, the cactus blossoms sound uncannily like sibling harmony act who stepped off the stage of the Grand Ole Opry or their Louisiana Hayride, the 1940s or 50s. I, I, does, does that sound like the right blend? I hear the Everly Brothers. You hear Everly Brothers, I, I, so maybe the 50s. There's a, there's a little Chris Isaac in it. Right. I mean, the harmonies are killer. I mean, it, it, these cats, I freaking dig it. They're laid back. They sing their songs. The words are great. Um, let's see. I'm getting Easy Way, 
from 2017, you're dreaming from 2015, and one day from 2022, I'm getting all those uh, CDs for Christmas. That That's what I think of these guys. The, the last one, one day they recorded on their own. They're like, screw the record companies, which a lot of people, bands have been doing for years now anyway. Well, Just do your own thing. Okay. You're only really getting money now when you're touring, you know. Yeah. The CD is dead. Let's see. The band was contacted by, you know, David Lynch must have some pretty good taste in music. He does. He's He's an interesting cat. Yeah. He contacted them for uh, something, a revival season or Mm -hmm. something of the Twin Peaks. Yeah, I watched it. So they did a song called Mississippi for it. How cool is that? That's cool. Yeah. All right. From... They they also they did an album with Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys, and I, I've listened to a couple of the songs that they did, and one of them's okay, the other one I don't care for. But I just Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. There's been a few artists that I like that he's brought into his studio and done absolutely nothing with them. Except make it worse. He did a crappy album with the oh, Pretenders. I don't care. The Pretenders came out on some show. Of course, he had to jump out there with the guitar and jump around and play with them. And I know he tried to do something different with them. It was just eek. There's this lady I really like called Jessica Lee Mayfield. He, I guess he tried to put her over the top, and that sucked. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know the guy personally. I just don't like it. I don't like it when he takes somebody into his studio who I really like, and it doesn't work. The cast, Cactus Blossoms tried it. He probably contacted them, maybe, and said, come on in. Let's try some stuff. I don't know. But anyway, check out the Cactus Blossoms. Jack and Paige are definitely worth a listen wherever you get your music. We want to thank everyone who listens each week. We do appreciate you. And we will see y'all down the road. See ya. And love, love is a wild, wild thing. 